Welcome, our fellow lovers of love, and thank you for joining us on yet another excursion through the stream of consciousness down the river of tranquility to fill the lake of life with love. And good evening, our fellow lovers of love out there. Welcome to another journey through... <laughs> it's always something with us that distracts me right at the beginning of the show. It's like, it just has to do. It just has to happen. It's always something weird. Anyway, we're here tonight to, to talk about Mother's Day, because when we all get up in the morning, or by the time most of you hear this, it'll be Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to the mothers out there, at least those in the, what, North America, or is Mother's Day the same day all around the world? I don't know. I didn't do the research on that. But I do know that mothers are honored all around the world. And so whether it's Mother's Day here or Mother's Day somewhere else at some other time, we're going to talk about it here. And we got some strange facts, some interesting tips and traditions and that, you know, me and Love are going to talk about. But before we dive into that, it's been a busy week around here, hasn't it? Yes, it has. It was my birthday. Birthday. She got to go. We, that's why we weren't here last week. Lebby got to go see Joe Coy. And how was it that? It was awesome. He had, he said there was 14,000 people. He had them eating out of the palm of his hand. Man, I could never do something like that. Well, for the price of the tickets, it should have you eating out of his hand. Just saying. Those things were not cheap. <laughs> well, he's hot right now, and I really appreciate it. I, he's my favorite comedian. Yeah. It was a birthday slash Christmas present. Yeah, and you, it ha came down to town. You almost had no choice, really. <laughs> it was a 10-minute drive away. Yeah. And that's only because of the traffic patterns down there are terrible. You, can actually, you should be able to get down there much faster than that, but anyway. That's a whole other argument for a different show. That's not <laughs> that argument doesn't belong here. But it was a good time. It was a good night had by Lovey and her daughter. So they went out and had some fun. We had dinner beforehand. We had salmon. I made gazpacho. I yeah. So you and your daughter got made, to have a made bread. We had risotto. So a bit of Mother's Day a week early, so that was nice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, and so it doesn't really matter how you celebrate Mother's Day or what you do. If it's a handmade card, my favorite birthday gift is still this handmade poster that my daughter and my daughter unit gave me. So it's still my favorite birthday present. So, you know, when you get old presents meaning different things, you don't need big, huge gestures or just express your love for your no, mother. my girls ask, everybody asked me what I wanted for my birthday and I'm like, bath products, man, I'm totally out of bath bombs. Well, not I, anymore. No, I had a, I had a fizzy lighted bath bomb that I used on my birthday. That was pretty cool. Let me tell you what, lit up the whole bathtub it, Faded into different colors. It blinked. It was pretty neat. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I want something that's uh, you know showing light while I'm laying in a bath, but that's a whole other thing. Where's that electricity coming from? What's going on? Get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but that's me and electricity. So you know, hey. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and we got the history and meaning of Mother's Day, right? It's ancient origins. It's modern variations that we kind of talked about here. Mother's Day was originally a protest against war, right? Is that what is that correct? I don't know. I asked the Apparently, AI to write. Yes. I asked the AI to write that for me, so I actually don't know if it's correct. Well, we're gonna delve into. We're that. gonna find out. All right. So, yeah. So what do you got, Lem? Well, no, um, we have 19 Mother's Day facts. Mother's Day isn't always on the same day each year. I think everybody understands that. It's the second Sunday of the month, of, of, of the month of May. Mm-hmm. More calls are made on Mother's Day than any t- other time of the year. Approximately 122 million calls. Well, it's because everybody has a mother. Yes, I suppose. Yes, if you're lucky. Mother's Day is the third highest selling holiday for flowers and plants. It's behind Valentine's Day. After Christmas and Hanukkah. Christmas and Hanukkah? Yeah. Okay. Greece was an ancient celebration. Of Rhea. The goddess of fertility, motherhood, and generation. Makes sense. It's busy on restaurants. How fast we want to go through these? Because I can blow through them quickly. We can blow through pretty quickly. Okay. Well, how fast? Is the, the monarch or mom comes from babies. Makes sense. Babies can make the ma sound, which is in, uh, in every language. Yeah. Of course, my grandson, his first word was broken, so there's that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. The history the history of American Mother's Day starts with peacemaker Ann Jarvis. During and following the war, Ann Jarvis made a concerted effort to foster friendship and community between mothers of both sides of the war. She started a committee and established the first giver of, uh, of today's holiday, Mother's Friendship Day. And Anna's daughter continued her legacy by creating an official holiday. Woodrow Wilson signed it into law in the 1914, so it's been around for a while. 110 years, just about 109 years. And apparently, Anna Jarvis did not like what Mother's Day became, the commercialism. Yeah, well, and if it was mother's friendship between mothers, and now it's just friendship towards your own mother, it's not really the same day. It's not really the same, no. No, it's a different thing. Not judging one or the other, I'm just saying those are actually different things. Yes. So... $31 $31 billion was spent on Mother's Day. That's a in lot two, of In 2022. On the average, they spend $245 on their mother. That's a lot of people buying cars for, for a makeup for all those people buying cards and a flower. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. 
There's some the, big Mother's Day gifts out there to make that balance work out. <laughs> the most popular gift for Mother's Day is the greeting card. Yeah. Carnations have a special meeting on Mother's Day. We'll discuss that in a little bit. Mother's Day is celebrated all over the world. Uh-huh. But in addition to the U.S., Great Britain, Canada, Costa Rica, Samoa, Georgia, uh, Australia, and Thailand have designated celebrations. 41% of Americans buy their mom jewelry, which is, I don't know, I personally find it a little strange, but okay. Uh, some countries still observe ancient festivals honoring mothers, which, of course, you would. Why wouldn't you? Uh, In India, people celebrate Durja Puja. Yeah, I could. I was it's a 10-day event. Yeah, I was not going to try to pronounce that. So, <laughs> you know how it happens when I try to pronounce words. Okay, many women are waiting before they become mothers, waiting longer. Uh, for the first time, mothers in the United States hit, hit 30 for the, for the first time we had that in 2002. I don't think that's as good of a thing as we think it is. Hmm. Um, beauty salons and spas get a Mother's Day boost. Of course. Yeah. Spa day with mom. And... Grandmas get love on Mother's Day, too, apparently. Well, there is a Grandparents' Day, but... Nobody cares. (laughs) That's not really observed, and it's not very popular in the United States. All right, so... So that's some interesting history about Mother's Day. And it's actually surprising, isn't it, that it's a vastly different day than it was originally conceived as. Yeah. It was conceived as a Mother's Friendship Day, and yet it ends up as a uh, <coughs> as a day where we celebrate mothers as family. Your own mothers, not other people's mothers. I mean, we give lip service to celebrating other people's mothers, but realistically... If we wanted to go back to the thing, every family should pick another family to go give gifts to the mother. You shouldn't be giving gifts to your own mother. You should be giving gifts to the neighbor down the street or somebody. Somebody, you you know, spreading friendship. So maybe that's a kind of a family tradition, tradition people should think about in the future. But speaking of traditions, we've got some... What is this? Uh, article about 18 sweet Mother's Day traditions you should consider adopting. So we're going to talk about some Mother's Day traditions. And which, how fast do we want to go through this one? We've got time. Okay. All right. Hey, this first half is your pacing, so I, that's why I asked. <laughs> I don't know how fast some of these you'd like to spend more time on than others, and we didn't get a chance to talk about it before. Somehow it's been done for two weeks, and we haven't had a chance to talk, talk about, about it. it. <laughs> That's us right there. All right, but number one is breakfast in bed. Only if you can cook, though. But it can be very simple coffee and toast. You don't want me making your coffee. Cereal. And I make over-make toast, so trust me, some of us, you shouldn't don't want cooking in bed. 
unless you want me to order something from DoorDash, and then it'll come, and then I can give it to you. And then this, I have something delivered. <laughs> I have a curry. You can't figure out how to make coffee. No. Trust me, you don't want me making coffee. A shopping trip. You don't want a non-coffee drinkers to make you coffee. You just don't want that. It's just someone who's you know can't stand coffee. You don't want them making coffee. Okay, a shopping trip is a good thing to help mom with. Yeah, always get some. Yeah, get some uh, summer attire. Lunch and shopping. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some family time is another one. You know, having a little potluck. Okay. Yeah. Planting gardens with your mom. With your mom. That's a good one. I'm doing that with my middle daughter in June. We're not planting a garden, but we're we're getting plants for the house. Ah. All right, that's cool. Dish up some chocolate. Ooh, unless they're diabetic, then be careful. But you know. Sweets, their favorite favorite uh, yeah. dessert type thing is always it's always a good uh, a good bet. And you know, out of the you can get a box of brownie mix for under a buck at the grocery store. Yeah, or you can go to Whole Foods and buy some organic brownies and give it to them or something. I don't know. Again, depends on how good of a cook you are. All right, give me a card. Give him a card. Of course, apparently that's number one popular. Spa day is a good one. They have some real turd jerker cards. I went shopping for uh, Mother's Day cards for my girls, and uh, I forgot. I mean, you still I, have time. I knew it was tomorrow, but I forgot it was tomorrow. Does that make sense? Here, I'll just convoobulate. Are you? I told you, it's been a long week. <laughs> I knew it was Sunday, but I forgot tomorrow was that Sunday. You, you know? It's like, this Sunday? Yeah. No. Well, we're not celebrating it your mom's until the following Sunday. So. Yeah, I know, but... Of course, I can go after Mother's Day and just pick up the, the cards at a discount. <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> Ooh, have a spa day at home. Oh, spa day at home, that's a good one. Those are more good if you're mother and daughters. I don't know necessarily know if you want your, your son giving you a spa day. You can get the museum with your son or something. Mother's Day flowers. Well, I'd enjoy a spa day with you, but you wouldn't enjoy it very much. Which means you wouldn't enjoy it. Which means <laughs> I wouldn't have a good time because you grumble. You'd be saying weird stuff. I try as hard as long as I can. I really do. And then you'd start making little comments about the rose petals in the water. And the hey, as long as I don't start singing Mary Had a Little Lamb, Marie, are all good. 
Yeah, and Mary, when he sings Mary Had It All Has a Little Lamb, that's my cue that I got to get the hay out of here. <laughs> Let's move on before I get in more trouble. Um, make mom coupons. Oh, these things drive me crazy, but I suppose. I mean, if you're children, that's fine. Well, yeah. It, it just seems like a flawed concept. Um well, if you're a kid, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Terrarium. What is this new spin on gardening? A oh, terrarium. little terrarium. Well, we, or yeah. a big terrarium. You turn an old fish tank into a terrarium. I've been saying we want to do that. Ooh, have a picnic. Now, there you can stop by any major grocery store and get bunch of cold salads and there you go yes picnics are, are quick and easy to slap together uh, give her some alone time there you go there's one send her off to a night to an airbnb at a, at a nice lake or mountain or whatever her, her preferred location is and let her spend a weekend alone <laughs> for some women that's nirvana yeah, well, especially if they got kids hanging off of them all the time and whatnot. Now, granted, she'll be going crazy by the end, by the you know night of the second night, and get ready to go home, have those conflicting feelings. But it's good to have those. Yes, it is. Absence makes the hearts grow fonder and all that nonsense. Okay, <laughs> even though it's actually true, uh, wine night done right. I don't know what that means. Well, it. For us, it would be essentially like sitting back at night where you, you spend some time with your, your, um, shall we say, favorite adult recreative activity. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and just and watch Cheech. For us, it'd be like sitting back and have a Cheech and Chong marathon or something, right? So something like that. So it depends what it is. Just essentially create something that they like to do and enjoy it. Have a wide sample of, uh, for us, it would be a wide sample of cannabis products and sample them, something like that, rather than a wine sampling. You'd go to a cannabis sampling. Hey, we haven't got out that. What What's that thing that lights up, it gets really, really hot, and you put it on there? The vaporizer? The vaporizer. We haven't used the vaporizer in a while. I know, because that sucks up a lot of product. Okay. Enjoy the outdoors together if you're outdoorsy people. That's a good good thing to do. Yeah. Take a walk. Yeah, yeah. We should actually do that. I need to take some time off. Peruvian parties. I was just talking with my boss earlier today that I need to schedule some time off. What's a Peruvian? You, I haven't oh, got you the do? slides. Yeah, I did. Well, before I get burnt out, just physically burnt out, what I mean. You know, I need to unplug from everything. It's just hard to schedule for me everything because we've got to schedule this, my other stuff. It's, everything's got, if I unplug, I have to unplug everything, right? Yeah, so it just has to be managed. I got too many pots cooking on the stove at the moment. So I have to find someone to manage each pot while I take a few days off. We'll find something to do. Have fun. Okay. Who makes the most of Mother's Day? Lunches and parties throughout the week. I like that. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, I just add another thing to your month, birthday month. Okay. I know. <laughs> Post a celebration. Okay, that's another party deal. All right, fine. Uh, Mother's Day in Mexico. Let's see. In Mexico, it's tradition for mother children to treat their mothers to long lunch on Mother's Day. Okay, so it's taking your mother out to to eat again. Okay. A road trip. Road trips are cool. I don't know why you'd want to take a road trip with the children, but hey. And, you know, unless it's something you wanted to do, like Legoland or something that's fun that you wanted to do because you would enjoy the child's experience. But I don't know. It seems to me that the whole point of doing those kinds of things is to recharge, not exhaust yourself. <laughs> and taking your child on a road trip is not the most way to recharge yourself. That's not saying it can't be rewarding. I'm just saying it's not generally a good way to recharge yourself. It can always be worth it a lot of time. I'm just saying not on Mother's Day. Go the next week. <laughs> or the week before. <laughs> just don't do it on Mother's Day. On Mother's Day, then let them let mom have a quiet day at home. All right. Okay, so Mother's Day and flowers have a long tradition. And um, that it used to be the giving of carnations and what and then eventually women wore them as uh, corsages. They were a favorite flower flower of the Anna Jarvis's mother. So, it, and I remember wearing to church a pink carnation, and that meant your mother was alive. And the ladies that were wearing a white carnation, that meant their mother had passed. Yeah, that would be, actually be interesting in the modern world when we don't wear watches anymore to bring back um, uh, corsages, not corsages. Yeah, yeah, corsages. You know, the wrist flower thing? Mm-hmm. It might be interesting. I wonder if it's going to, we can make it come back. That's all I got for that. <laughs> okay. I don't have much on I don't know squat about flower, flowers, and I don't know what's pretty. I trust other people to tell me. It's when you hire, you better ask somebody when it comes to flowers and that kind of thing for me. I just ask somebody. I assume that the people who made them at the store know more than me and pick one. <laughs> That's just what I do. <laughs> I know where I'm, where I'm good at and what I'm not. So you, you leave the other thing to the professionals or learning professionals in the case of like grocery stores and something like that. But still, they know more than me because someone's paying them to do it. No one would pay me to do it. Trust me. All right. So we got five, six minutes left. How many of these we want to blast through? You got a handful of them? No, I don't. All right. So let's blast through some of these. Retooled markers, you use thick-hand gardening tools, and you make signs.
for garden markers. Okay, that's that's kind of cool. A white velvet cake. No. A pretty if you're a baker. Yeah, pretty up palette is actually not a bad idea. If you have a palette laying around, you can use it to hang up stuff. As long as it's kind of out yeah, of, all your gardening stuff outside. As long as it's kind of out of out of the weather, out of the rain. Um, let's see. Oh God, something hide. Hydrangea. Hydrangea cupcakes. cupcakes. Lord, you'd think I wasn't a TV professional. Ham stamped cane napkins. Cane napkins. Okay, sure. You create a stamp. And then you brush fabric cape, paint uh, on the caning, and then you press the caning on off-white linen napkin. That would require a trip to the uh, yeah, craft store. A lot of these require a trip to the craft store. Mossy nest wreaths. You can make those wreaths. That's a trip to the craft store. Napkin rings. I'm cross stitch. You're not gonna do that in a day. No. Well, you, DIY candy dishes. I'm gonna scroll down because some of these aren't that interesting. Egg carton wreaths. Why would you do that? That's just gonna look crappy. You're never gonna. None of us normal human beings are ever gonna make an egg carton wreath look good. Martha Stewart can make it look good. Normal human beings can't. So don't try it. It's not gonna look good. Paper mache planters, you can do that. Yep, that's a that's one within within reach of, of average people. Trophy bouquet. Oh, you put a bouquet in a trophy. Yeah. Yeah, that's not much. Homemade lavender milk bath. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if I trust homemade lavender. Lavender pouches. Okay, that's more reasonable. That's a quick sew. Seed packet wreath. That's pretty cute for but the gardener. This? Yeah, but how many people actually have wreaths on their... Yeah. What is this thing? They've got an obsession with wreaths. Uh. Gift a uh, pretty custom pillowcase that will beautify mom's favorite chair. Yeah, pillow sham, Attach nice. a handkerchief to one side of a solid color pillow sham using embroidery thread and whip stitch. That's very quick. A hanky pin cushion? Okay. <laughs> if your mother's a sewer or uses pins. Uh, Dip dyed baskets? But you have to buy the basket first, so why not just buy one that's already colored? Neat. Hmm. Apparently, you can dye baskets. I was unaware of that. Yeah, but if you have to buy the basket, then dye it. Why don't you just get a basket that's already the color you want? Well, I guess. What if they don't have the color you want? What if you want it's to Amazon. buy purple? It's Amazon. You can get anything you want on Amazon or eBay. You just have to wait a day. I'm just saying, it's probably cheaper. Yeah, but you didn't make it yourself. <laughs> Which means it won't break. <laughs> It'll look good and won't leach all over the floor when it gets wet. 
And yeah, there's probably some good reasons to not make these some of these things yourself. I'm just pointing these out. Cutting board spice racks. Let's see if you want if you're handy. Uh, embroidery hoop. That's actually not a bad idea. Initial embroidery hoop. You yeah. take an embroidery hoop, lift the linen on it, and stitch her initial. That one's not terrible. Yeah, some of those are just kind of goofy. But, I mean, the reality, the point of that kind of thing is to go ahead and find your art. I mean, she was clearly into crafts, you know, remake craft, remaking kind of thing. And that's great if you're crafty and into reusing things and your mother appreciates that kind of thing, right? But some mothers wouldn't appreciate a, an egg carton wreath. So know your mother. She wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know what to do with it. <laughs> You're just going to throw it out in six weeks. So, <laughs> and you would have thrown it out in six days, but you didn't want to be rude, right? That's what happens. So, you know, think about that kind of thing when you uh, buy a gift. You know, and if you, if you think it's just going to end up in the trash, just buy flowers because they're compostable. They just turn to dirt. So no matter where they end up, it's fine. <laughs> just buy, or buy a plant if you want to buy something that's not going to die unless you give it to me because I kill plants alright, not intentionally it just happens alright, so on to questions oh, oh yay we need to have like a relationships my 27 female husband 28 male is on strike against his workplace how can I support him? Well, just support him. It's not hard. Just be supportive. There's nothing for you to do. Don't nag him. You know, if you've got to pick up some extra shifts at work or something, that's something you can do. But just generally be supportive. You don't actually have to do anything. Just continue to be the same loving, caring partner you've always been. And, you know, and if he's listen to him, if he's feeling down, you know, if he's not in the mood to talk, don't push. But be there to listen. Just kind of, you know what to do. You, he's your husband. You know how to be supportive. Just do what comes natural to you. Just, you know, if you're someone who tends to kind of nag on things or whatever, nag. It's probably an exaggeration of the word I'm thinking of, but maybe back off a little bit of some requests. But then again, he may need something to do. So, you know, maybe now might be the time to break out the, you know, honey-do list. You're just going to have to kind of figure out how your relationship works. You know, and assure him that no matter what happens, you know, you love him and the family will be okay. Because it always is. Mm -hmm. That's how you got to do Okay. <coughs> All right, what's that? I, 31 male, falling for fiancé's 29 female friend. I don't know how to deal with this. What do I do? Um, well, one, the obvious thing to do is stop spending time around your friend. Yes. But the other thing to do is you need to do some soul searching. Is this kind of cold feet. You know, are, is you and your fiance in a, is your relationship actually a long-term, stable relationship? You know, and, and infatuations can come and go. 
They do. (laughs) You know, and you talk about a long-term situation, this won't be the first time that someone catches your eye. Yeah. And, you know, it's not that someone catches your eye isn't the problem. It's how you deal with it. And you deal with it by being the stand-up individual you are. You know? And if it's causing you to take pause in, in your relationship, that's one thing. But you owe it to yourself and your fiancé to work through that quickly. So if you need to go spend some time on the top of a mountain or you know, walking through a desert or whatever it is you do to kind of clear your head and get down to your true self, spend some time and do that. You owe it to both of you. Okay. What's next? Okay. How do I, 49 female, live with my boyfriend, 45 male, after the disturbing things I found on his phone? Well, it might depend on what the disturbing things are, even though the fact that you found... She didn't say. It was really just so frustrating. Yeah, well, because disturbing, one, you may be overreacting, or two, they may generally be disturbing... Or three, it just may reveal a part of him that he hasn't revealed to you yet, and that's a, a deal breaker. It's just disturbing to you, but in the you know great diversity of the world, it's just a thing. You know, maybe he's got a unique fetish or something, and she finds it disturbing. Yeah, who knows? It's hard to say. So how can I tell her what to do? I know. So, but what I can do is, A, make sure it's genuinely disturbing, or, or what type of disturbing it is. Clarify what you mean by disturbing. What does that mean exactly? And then you can deal with it. Do you break up? If it's something that, you know, it has to be dealt with legally, then you, you know, do your duty and your moral duty and report it legally. Or if it's something that you're overreacting to, or something that you can work through as a couple, then you do that. But until you define exactly what's disturbing, it can't help you. We can just tell you that you need to clarify to yourself exactly what is disturbing, and then you can figure out what to do with it. Because otherwise, there's just not enough. Okay. It could just be one of those things, you know? Well, I know that... Well, I was uh, pretty young, though. She is uh, 49. And I found some things, and they were pretty run-of-the-mill, but I was younger, and I was completely shocked. Yeah, well, she may be, you know, maybe not all that. Might be old, but not experienced, right? I've, I, uh, that's true. I've come to the conclusion that most men are complete pervs. Well, you give them license and they'll go for it. I'll, I'll, I'm going to one-up you on that. Most human beings are complete pervs if they have the opportunity and temperament. You could argue that maybe men have a temperament for being, uh, you know, percentage-wise, have a higher temperament for being a little pervy than women. I don't think so. I just think it manifests itself differently. It's just more, uh, men are just more open about it. Uh, Women do it when it, when they feel safe, and men will do it whenever because we're stupid. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, men, women engage in that kind of thing when they're safe or broken, right? And they're searching for safety. And 
becomes a whole twisted thing. And yeah, yeah. So anyway, that would be. My, but without knowing exactly what's disturbing, it's you. You know, you can't tell her what it is or what it isn't. All right. So we just need more information, but my suggestion is to spend some time in the mirror and find out exactly what's disturbing, what you find disturbing about it, and then you'll know what you need to do. Okay. All right. What's next? Okay. My 19 male girlfriend, 18 female, gets upset with me because I have friends. She doesn't have any friends. How do I help? Well, include her in your outing sometimes. No, my guess is she doesn't want to go. She's an introvert. She doesn't have friends because she's an introvert and likely socially awkward. And so going out with her friends just increases her anxiety. Now, you can't sacrifice your friends and, and your mental health and what you need for her. She has to be ready to help herself. So you can give her the opportunity. Find a, if, if she has an interest, help her find a, a, a group that's like-minded for her. Because you're not helping her long-term if you're just latching her on to her friend, to your friends. Because then she's always still going to feel like a fifth wheel. She needs to be, feel safe enough where she can go out and create her own friends. She doesn't need many. One or two. Right? She needs to find a girlfriend. <laughs> you know, she needs to find a best friend. And in order to do that, she needs opportunities. And you need to help her find those opportunities. And maybe you find somebody, maybe it's, you know, you find somebody who's also trying to recover to deal with anxiety or whatever issue it is. Maybe it's a support group that you help her find. Don't know. But the only way you can help her is to create the conditions where she can help herself. That's it. It's not about you. It's about her. And it's awesome that you want to help her. But all you can do is create the conditions that so she can help herself. And it, you, you are correct. It's like, offer her to go. But ultimately, she's going to have to create her own friend circle. Let's just start with one. You just need one. She probably has one. Who's well, someone who thinks that she's her friend, but doesn't want to impede, impose, right? My guess is she's got one. They just don't know they're friends. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've got a guess that she's got a friend and they both don't realize they're friends because you know they're both kind of dealing with the same kind of socially awkward anxiety they don't want to impose on each other, on each other. but if they would bother to pick up the phone and call and chat they could develop a, a working friendship but they just people like that don't have you know, trust me I know this it's kind of like my daughter you know she got a small group of friends, very small. And so instead of thinking of a large group of friends, think of it as find one or two where she can share that part of her life with. A shopping buddy. You know, something to go grocery shopping with. It's right there. Something simple, something unique. You never know. But make it safe so she feels safe to do it. That's all you can do. And that's not being judgmental about her not having friends. My guess is that's a cry for, it is a cry for help, but she doesn't know what help she needs. She's jealous you have friends. 
And what she actually needs to do is to build herself so she feels worthy of having her own. If I were to guess. She's 18. She just got out of high school. She has no friends. That's a bigger issue than him having friends. So there's a real issue there. And that's the issue to tackle. Tackle the right issue. Okay. All right. Okay, we're moving on to parenting. Parenting. Guess suggestions for wife-ending breastfeeding journey. What did you get your wife? When did this start? I didn't <laughs> get butt kids. I didn't give any. The, the, the gift was stopping breastfeeding. <laughs> that was the gift. Throwing away the, the leak pad things. That was the gift. It was... <laughs> Putting the, the breastfeeding bra in the trash, right? Those were the those were the gifts. It was no gift. It was getting rid of stuff. That was the <laughs> you don't gotta give her a gift. Just enjoy the fact that she don't have to do it anymore. Trust I went me. I went out and bought new bras, but you know. So give her a coupon for bra buying. Give her some cash to go buy bras. There you go. But if you really want to be all romantical, get her a necklace. You can't go wrong with jewelry. God. Yeah. So spoiled. Don't buy... No, don't, don't encourage people to give gifts for stopping breast out and encourage this thing. Just enjoy the fact that you get to stop. And also, lament the fact that you have to stop. It's over. The special time is over. Yeah, but, but you know, I'm not a baby anymore. Not every event in life has to be dealt with with a gift. Sometimes the event is the gift. So just let it be. That would be my suggestion. Okay. Okay. My teen wants to talk to me. He doesn't have conversation. He just states facts. How do I get him to be more engaging? Just let him state facts. <laughs> he's a teen. He's awkward. He, he, the only way he's going to get better at conversations is to have them. So just have them. That's it. And if you really want to get him to explain more, become a toddler and ask why. That's interesting, but why are you interested in that? Hey, that's kind of cool. But what, what, what brought it up? Become a toddler. That's a good one. And then over time, he'll learn to include that in his discussions. But he's a teen. He's learning. Let him learn. For the love of God, he wants to talk to you. Don't care what the heck it is. Just (laughs) encourage him to keep talking to you. Don't make it a task. Don't make it a task because he'll stop. (laughs) Just be happy Freaking talking to you. <laughs> Trust me. But yes, at the, then it's up to asking questions, and he will. And over time, he will start to become more uh, engaging. He'll start to include that information when, when he's talking. But he can't do it until you, until he's practiced. And so, help him practice without making it a lesson. Don't just just do it. Okay, anyway, become a toddler. That's my suggestion. Okay, what's next? All right. Are parents of toddlers allowed to have free time? 
Our toddler doesn't go to bed till late and is given up naps. When do we get to spend time together as a couple? When they move out. That's it. <laughs> yep. That's pretty much it. Sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you get moments in time. This is true. That's why when you get them, you, you enjoy them. But especially when they're toddlers. They're, you know, if, if you... Uh, if you have family nearby, or you can afford a babysitter, you can do date night once a week. But just one of these naps and not having naps, these come and go. So it is what it is. There's actually a benefit for him not taking naps. Generally speaking, they go to bed earlier and they'll sleep longer when they stop taking naps. So there is a benefit. So kind of, you know, I do enjoy that. But just there's what you signed up for as a parent sorry there's no easy way for me to say that it's what parents are and toddlers are needing they need constant attention they just do and so that's what you signed up for and while we were joking about when they move out not by much not by much <laughs> You do get moments of time. You do get, as as time goes on, you will get days, a half day here, a, a, a day or when two there. When they get to be teenagers, uh, later, late teens, they can spend the night alone. Yeah, but, yeah, for toddlers, unless you can hand them off to a family member or a trusted friend or something of that nature, you just have to take the time when you can find it. You know, and enjoy raising the child as a couple. Make that part of your couple experience. It's perfectly fine. You know, take the joy from your relationships wherever you can find them. Okay, here's one for you. What do moms really want for Mother's Day? Time spent with their children. Just spending time. It really doesn't matter what you do. Yeah, for the most part, mothers don't care about stuff. They care about that you thought about them, that you care about them. That's what they care about. And, you know, the thing you buy is just a symbol of your love or the, you know, the cards you get. They're just symbols of something much, much more meaningful. So think of it that way. Because yeah. your mother doesn't want you to go into debt to buy her a trinket. So, <laughs> so you know, there's the answers to that. All right, what do we got next? Are we going to work? Yes. Oh, yay. Work, work, work. All right, what do we got? Is it okay to tell a co-worker I prefer to she gives me tasks on often days, often day, office days rather than work from home days? Well, I suppose it depends on the tasks. Are these tasks that you need you to do when you're in the office? Or are these tasks that you can actually do from home? Just because you think a task can be done from home doesn't mean it actually can be done from home. Uh, efficiently for everybody. Just because you can do it at home doesn't mean it makes it efficient for everybody else. Yeah, you create, might be creating work for other people. So, what you should do is actually discuss your coworker about timing of tasks 
say, hey, is there a reason you're giving me those on these days and these days instead of these? It would be easier for me to do it on these days. But if there's a reason, I perfectly. And maybe there's not a reason. Maybe it's just when she happens to get to it. Or maybe she doesn't get to it. You know, maybe that's when she gets the tasks. You know? <laughs> so the only thing you can do is actually have an adult human conversation with her and, and find out what's, what's the, the process is, what the workflow is. And once you find out what the workflow is, then you see, can see if it's, you know, movable. It may not be movable. Mm-hmm. So, but you have to have a conversation. And, you know, and make it a neutral conversation where it's not a problem. You're just wondering. Say, hey, I'm curious. <laughs> right? I'm curious about the workflow. Because it would be easier for me on this. But, you know, just have an actual genuine human conversation. Discuss the actual issue. You know. But remember that other people have their own perspective, their own workflows, their own issues to deal with. And, you know, you may have to, part of the job is sometimes is having to deal with that. If you're lower on the totem pole, (laughs) your job is to do that, you know. I've got a guy at work who comes in and does all the kind of the mind-numbing work, you know, filling out, copying and pasting stuff into spreadsheets and those kind of things. I hate doing that stuff. Because I've got lots of stuff to do, he gets tasks like that. I hate giving them to him because it's mind-numbing tasks, but it's what he's kind of what he's paid to do. So, you know, sometimes it just is what it is, and you just have to deal with it as an employee. You know, not all of your job is going to be fine. All right, what's next? Someone keeps stealing from my desk. Should I confront them or go straight to HR? So my assumption is they know who it is? Yeah. Well, then you... Well, I would deal with it straightforwardly. Others would go straight to HR, and neither one is wrong. You have to do what you feel comfortable doing. You may not feel like being confrontational. You You may not want to deal with it. And that's perfectly acceptable. Or you just, it may just be oh, HR the pain in the butt. <laughs> it's easier to go knock it off, Fred, <laughs> before I chop your fingers off. You know, <laughs> depending upon your workplace environment and how you know the person and blah 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 blah. So, you know, it depends what they're stealing. Are they stealing pens? Are they office pens? Are they stealing? They're stealing your lunch from your desk? What? Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah, for that one, you go, you deal with it straightforward for me, and then if that doesn't work, then you go to HR. But there's nothing wrong with going to HR if you're not in the mood to deal with it yourself. How's that for an answer? Very good. <laughs> okay, what's next? Why do my colleagues feel the need to take on more than they can handle? Um, what makes you think they can't handle it? They're taking on more than you think you can handle. doesn't mean they can't handle it. Maybe some projects are long-term, some projects are short-term, and you can balance them. Maybe they're just good at managing their time. Maybe they know how to get their team to be more efficient than you. Instead of thinking that they're taking on too much, Maybe you should look in the mirror and see if you're taking on too little. 
Or maybe they're just overworkers, type A personalities, and that's just what they're going to do. Because <laughs> both of those are equally possible. <laughs> but for me, if, if, if I see someone who's taking on more than they can do, the first question is, are they really taking on more than they can do? Or are they getting stuff done that I can't comprehend how they're getting done? Maybe they're just more organized. And because they're more organized, they can get these things done. Or maybe these projects aren't as difficult for them as they would be for you. Because they're experienced and they could knock out in eight hours what would take you 40. Doesn't mean maybe you're fast in other areas, right? <laughs> maybe there's other projects where you can do in, in eight, it would take them 40. You know, we all have our, our skills and our, our issues. I'm not, so just understand that the world is complex and you only see part of it. Okay. Okay. How do I stop obeying my boss's unreasonable demands? Should I? Are they generally unreasonable? I saw that there was a thing on the internet the other day where someone got hired to, to what was it? Oh, they were hired to work as the night clerk for a hotel. And part of their duties was light cleaning in the lobby to keep the lobby picked up and to help fold laundry when there's nothing else to do, you know, pillowcases and sheets. And they thought those was unreasonable. So first thing is, is it genuinely unreasonable? Or are you just being lazy? <laughs> and through, two, if it's genuinely unreasonable, you should quit your job and move and go on to somebody else. Or plan to quit your job and go move somewhere else. It would be more technical. Yeah. Because it's they're never going to respect you if they're not now. So it's not going to get better. So rather than fight it, just prepare to move on. Anyway, that's the best way to get a raise anyway is to change jobs so all right what's next okay sex questions how can i move on and forget about a guy i had amazing sex with dude i still remember some sessions so you know it does stay with you but you will have more good lovers in your life it's only sex dude damn lady you know there's things more important in life in life than you know, a good time. But doesn't mean you don't remember the good times. File it away as a pleasurable memory. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's you, what you do. You don't have to forget it. Just don't, you know, obsess on it, and you're fine. Just file it away as a pleasurable memory, just like a, a trip to Disneyland. <laughs> and, and move on with your life. That's, you know, that's kind of the thing. It's being human. And that's also one of the reasons why you don't engage in casual sex, because now you've got this issue to deal with. When the person probably wasn't compatible long-term anyway, you just happened to, you know. Your hormones were... Your hormones aligned that night. night. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. I, 19 female, had sex with my gay, question mark, best friend, 19 male. I'm so confused. Is he still gay? Did I do something wrong? <laughs> well, is he still gay? Well, no, but he's probably bi or or exploring different. You know, he's frustrated. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's... I mean, he's 19. 19-year sexuality is flexible, especially if it already was. So, you know, who knows? And, you know, depending upon what the connection was, was it a physical connection or was it an emotional connection? You know, your sexual desires can follow your emotional desires. He may tend to prefer men, but when it comes to a long-term relationship, he may prefer a woman. Or vice versa, right? We don't know. So human sexuality is complicated. So you did nothing wrong, and the only way to deal with it is to discuss it. You know, and if he doesn't want to discuss it, then you just know it was a one-time thing, you know. But my guess is you'll discuss it and you'll figure it out. Maybe he's just not sure he's gay. Maybe he thought he was gay. Just like people thought they were straight and find out they're gay later on. It can work the other way around. Why not? Especially in the modern world where it's actually easier to be, to be, a, what was the, Gender fluid or sexual fluid, yeah, sexually then fluid, it, then it than it ever has be, been. Yeah. In a sense, you get social credit nowadays for, for being sexually fluid. So, you're 19. Don't put too much thought into it. But have a discussion is my question. It's, but you did nothing wrong. You just two human beings got together and had a night of, of pleasure. It's not wrong unless someone didn't want to do it. But that doesn't seem to be the case. So, okay. Okay. Can I call sexual things my boyfriend does cute? Call them anything you want. <laughs> he may not appreciate it, but you can call him anything you want. He's not very macho. <laughs> no, but you don't need to be macho in the bedroom. So, well, most of us don't. So, I mean, Sure. He may find it cute. He may not appreciate it. Who knows? It can go. It can. It can kind of go any way. But knock yourselves out. My guess is, if you find it cute, he won't mind that you tell him you find you find it cute. He may be embarrassed a little bit or downplay it or something like that. But he's not gonna mind. Like he's not gonna go storming out the room or something. He's like he's still gonna find you attractive and want to bang you. So don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what's this last one? We got one oh, more. Okay, now apparently this was a, this came up several times this week, the, and we've addressed this before, but apparently they weren't listening. How do I invite a guy over for a hookup? You want to come over and bang? You've got to have a hold up a sign. If you just say, come over, you want to come over and hang out and watch net and Netflix and chill, you know what a guy will come over and do? Try and watch a movie. Because we're stupid. you got to hold up a sign and smack us upside the back of the head. And so we want to see you naked. Then we'll know. <laughs> we're not as bright as you all think we are. Stop dropping hints. Just tell us. <laughs> oh, I want to see you. Naked, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of ways to say that. <laughs> or do you want to see me naked? That's another one that'll work. Ooh. 
Then you'll say yes. And they say, well, you better come here. Trust me. <laughs> He'll get to your house. <laughs> it's not that hard. But you have to be clear because we're stupid. We miss every sign. You try to be coy. And we're going to miss it. And then you guys wonder, how come we missed all our signals? Because we're stupid. <laughs> somehow, despite we're programmed to search for sex all over the place, we somehow don't know when you all are trying to give it to us. <laughs> and being kind of coy about it. We're, like I said, we're just, it's amazing the human species has survived. <laughs> it really is. But it has... <laughs> So, you know, and it has because we, ultimately, we love each other. We love our fellow human beings. We love our mothers. We love our children. You know, we love, you know, we love the joys that life gives us. And sadly, we can't love the joys life gives us without the disappointments that come on the other side. You know, you don't know how joyful joy is unless you've been sad you can't truly know and you know Mother's Day has that bite of sadness as well you know there are mothers and grandmothers who are no longer with us and you know we need to think of them as well and with that from me and Levy we will see you next week do we have anything on tap for next week yet? Well, we're going to discuss anxiety. Yeah, we're going to have a show on anxiety next week. So tune in for that. And from me and Lovey, please remember to love everybody.